Well, as we're continuing on this morning in our series on Moses as a role model for the last day church, I wanted to look at a certain quality that can be seen in his life. And while it's not directly specified uh, in, in scripture, it's, it's something that's evident that we can see through his actions, through his walk. Uh, and it's something he clearly imparted to his successor, Joshua. And that is the thought of courage. Now, this, when we're considering courage, we're, we're going to look at it in a spiritual sense. Right? Because it takes courage to follow the Lamb. And especially when it's in a spiritual pathway. It's one we don't see and we're facing, you know, challenges and difficulties and dangers that we can't see or perceive or comprehend all, always. You know, Paul said this in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, even though we don't see it, well, we're to walk by faith and not by sight. And sometimes it takes great courage to walk by faith. Yeah. I'm not sure what you would call it, but the first state of, you know, first section of Moses' life, there was a bit of, maybe you could say, overconfidence in his abilities or, you know, as he, as he was attempting to step into his calling. And we've looked at, mentioned this many times throughout this series, right, about how Moses tried to meet the need of his people for a deliverer, but he did it in his own wisdom and in his own strength, and an Egyptian ended up dying. And then he also ended up in the spotlight with Pharaoh. And he was in a little bit of trouble there, and he had to leave. But we know that Hebrews at least says he left by faith. But he spent the next 40 years in the wilderness learning to wait, learning to rely on the Lord. And I think God brings him to that place where he has no confidence in himself, in his own strength. In fact, he... You know, when the Lord finally sends him out, I think he's a little nervous to, to go forward, right? To, to speak to people on his own. So the Lord brings Aaron to help him. But, you know, as he steps out in the pathway God has for him, leading Israel, a confidence develops, especially as he spends time in the presence of God. A change starts to take place. There's a confidence, there's a boldness. There's a courage to follow God and when needs be to stand alone. And so at each stage of his leading Israel through the wilderness, you can kind of see how Moses was a man of courage. Of how he had to make stands and had to walk in ways that were not easy to do, you know, not just doing mighty things like performing miracles, but it was courage to obey God Courage to proclaim his word. You know, thus saith the Lord, let my people go in the court of Pharaoh. Right? To raise his staff over the Red Sea and believe that God would part the waters. To walk up to the, the mountain, you know, where the presence of God was dwelling that was literally on fire. To strike the rock so that the waters would flow out. You know, to stand up against those who rose up against him in pride. You know, to continue 
when millions were disregarding his message. In fact, everyone did, except two. But he had the courage to just keep going. For another 38 years. But Moses was courageous. He was courageous to do the will of God. And at the end of his ministry, he imparted something to Joshua. In Deuteronomy 31, and I want us to note note the significance of of three things he's kind of putting all together here in, in these three verses. These are his closing words. And this is in Deuteronomy 31, verse 22. It says, Moses therefore wrote this song the same day and taught it to the children of Israel. And he gave Joshua the son of Nun a charge, saying, Be strong and of good courage. For you shall bring the children of Israel into the land which I swear unto them, and I will be with you. And it came to pass when Moses made an end of writing the words of this law in a book until they were finished. And there's kind of three significant things he's talking about here. Right? As he's giving this final impartation, one is it, it's in the form of a song. And so you could say this was the ending of the, of the song of Moses. And we've talked about the significance of that, how Moses had a song. And, and for eternity, it's going to be the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. And so it's like this is the culmination of his song. And just at the end of his song, what is it? It's a charge to Joshua, be strong and of good courage. And it's like it's sandwiched in there because the final thing we see, this, this is it. This is the closing of the words of Moses. This was the legacy he was leaving as he was imparting to Joshua everything he had. His closing words were, be strong and of good courage. It also states it this way uh, concerning Joshua later on. Joshua 1.7, it says, Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do all according to all of the law. You know, Joshua and Israel, they did need to face giants, right? But in reality, the true courage that they needed to display was to do the whole will of God to do all that he was asking. That's really what takes the most courage in life. Now, one of the Hebrew words, there's a couple of different words that were used uh, referring to courage. But one of the, the words that Moses used uses is chazak. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it doesn't matter. But it, it means to strengthen, grow firm, become resolute. And when it comes to following God, true courage is not some form of outlandish bravery or some crazy act, you know, that that gives you great renown. Really, it's just becoming stronger and stronger and developing an ability to do God's will, to hold on to what he says and to become resolute in obeying and following him. That's really what courage is according to the Hebrew definition and what we can understand. You know, what's interesting as well is that is actually the same word that's used concerning Pharaoh. Exodus 7, verse 13, it says, And he, speaking of the Lord, 
hardened, it's the same word for courage, he hardened Pharaoh's heart that he hearkened not to unto, unto them as the Lord had said. Now, this was not God making Pharaoh do anything. Right? It was basically he recognized Pharaoh's choices again and again to continually walk in a certain way, resist God. And so God said, well, if that's what you want, I'll strengthen you in that way. He was hardening or he was, you could say he was encouraging him in a certain way and just using him as a tool. And, you know, that's the reality is that the more we go in that way or the more one does, one goes in that way of resisting God, fearing man, the more that will cause that person to be confirmed into that pathway. It will become firm and resolute in that pathway. But, you know, on the flip side, if the more we respond to God and we step out in obedience to faith, the more bold and confident and courageous we become to follow the Lamb. God will solidify us in that way. Now, just before continuing on with this thought of courage, I want to consider the opposite because it's important to recognize Right? Because if we're not courageous, sometimes we can be discouraged. I thought maybe you were thought, thinking fearful, but I want to look at the, how we can be discouraged. Right? If we're discouraged and downcast, it's hard to take courage and to face the giants. Right? When, when you consider discouragement, you realize it often stems from thoughts that are taking place in our mind, in our life. And, you know, sometimes we can be thinking how difficult things are or how, how much more difficult it could become, you know, and we can become downcast and discouraged. Pastor Paul Karam says in one of his textbooks, he says, discouragement is the consequence of meditating upon and verbalizing what the enemy is saying rather than what God is saying. You know, I think we, we don't recognize some of the, sometimes the capabilities of the enemy to whisper and they put little thoughts into our mind and we think, well, that's just a thought in my mind and we take it as that and we run with it. But yet that's why we have to have those eight gates in place. Whatever is true, whatever is of a good report, if there's virtue and praise, we can think on these things. If not, we have to filter it out. But if we allow that to remain, <coughs> excuse me, that's where those discouraging thoughts can start to take over. Discouragement can start to take over. Instead, we can look to what the Apostle Paul said. Well, another thing that he said, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. He said, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We are to take, we're commanded and directed to take these thoughts and imaginations that don't line up with what Christ is saying, what his word is saying, and take them into captivity 
so that we are not held captive by them, by discouragement. You know, Israel became discouraged several times in their journey. They would often think of the worst case scenario that was about to take place. Even though God was with them, they were in his hands and he was providing for them and protecting them and leading them. But they always went to the worst case scenario. Especially in that, that situations where the this 10 spies were speaking to them. I say 10, not 12, because Joshua and Caleb were saying something different. But they embraced the testimony of the 10 spies. Numbers 32, 9 it says, and when they went up to the valley of Eshcol, they saw the land and they discouraged the heart of the children of Israel that they should not go into the land. And so those spies injected thoughts to, and they discouraged the hearts of the people of God and they lost their strength and so forth. And, you know, it was thoughts that caused them to be defeated. Thoughts of discouragement. And that's why it's so important to take those thoughts captive because we want to have the mind of Christ. Now, back to that thought of courage. You know, Webster gives a, a pretty good definition. He says that courage is a quality of mind that enables uh, us to encounter danger and difficulties with confidence with valor, boldness, resolution, implying a, a patience to bear what we're passing through. And so, you know, courage is a quality of mind that is, faces difficulty and it, it just responds with a resolution to do what needs to be done. You know, I don't think courage means that we're at perfect peace when we're doing it. In fact, I, I think it kind of implies the opposite. Right? is that we're enduring concern, even fear, and trouble, but it's staying resolute. You know, I, that, when I think of this thought of, of courage, when I grew up, one of the most vivid examples was World War II. I still like reading and watching stuff about World War II, but I, I just think of those soldiers landing on D-Day, you know, either on the boats or they're parachuting in, behind enemy lines in the pitch black. And, you know, I think if you ask them down to a, a person, down to a man, they would all say, yeah, I was scared, but I had a job to do. I had to do it. You know, that was courage on their part. They had to face their enemy. And because of their courage, the world is a better place. But, you know, from a spiritual perspective, there's times that we face dark seasons, circumstances, but yet we have to have courage to hold on, to continue. And there's many examples in scripture of those who are courageous. Of course, we could think of David. He displayed courage in fighting Goliath. Um, you know, he didn't display a lot of fear, but I think that's because he had already experienced what it meant to obtain victory, right? Because he told Saul, I'm not scared of this guy. God's already given me victory over the lion and the bear, so I have confidence. I have boldness that I can, I can go in the name of the Lord. And he was able to go with great courage. It had become a pattern for him. 
In fact, the more we take courage and we face the enemy, I think the less we're really concerned. Of course, the, the situation changes and sometimes God brings us into something totally new. That's, that's tough. But we've learned that God is bigger and our enemy is smaller. And when we allow God to become big in our lives, it causes the enemy to become small. And so we have to have that courage to follow God, to be those who follow the Lamb wherever He leads us, even if it's through the valley of the shadow of death. But David said, I'm not going to fear evil, for God is with me. And so courage, it involves trust. Right? When we don't understand the situation, we don't know why God's taking us through this or why He's taking so long, but we have to have that courage to trust in Him. Courage to stand. Right? Sometimes we have to make a stand for God among family, among coworkers, among uh, friends or situations, and there's a price for that. But it's worth it in the end. Or sometimes it's courage to forgive. Right? It can be hard to forgive. It takes courage to let go of the past, of what others have done and said. But you know, un unforgiveness just keeps everyone in prison. But the one who forgives is set free. I'll just close with this, this thought, just asking that question, how do we obtain courage? Well, it's not necessarily something we can work up, right? We can't just wake up and say, you know what, I'm just going to be a courageous person today. Well, I mean, that's a good direction to go. It's good to think positive. But yet the courage we're talking about is is something that's spiritual that comes from God. It had to be imparted into Joshua as it was imparted into Moses. You know, of course, Joshua was told several times to be courageous, but we can see how he obtained it. It was through the Lord. It was through Moses, what God had put into Moses, he imparted to Joshua, but also what, he, what Joshua obtained directly from God. Right? Because we can consider that verse in Exodus 33, 11. So the Lord spoke unto Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And then when he was done, he turned again, went into the camp. But his servant Joshua, he was a young man and he departed not out of the tabernacle. He lingered because he wanted an impartation as his master has received and I think that's, that's a big part of that courage. It's lingering and spending time in the presence of God because that's, that's the source of this true courage we're talking about. And it's not just courage to do great things, it's courage to do the will of God. And so Moses and Joshua obtained this courage through the presence of God. And I think Joshua was receiving those things he needed to lead the people after Moses. And, and so that's, time, that, that's why we want to make that time of spending those seasons before the Lord, whether it's reading or in prayer or meditation. You know, sometimes you can read your Bible or have a prayer time and they seem a little mundane, Right. You know, you read your chapters for the day, but there was nothing earth shattering, no, no heavy revelation. 
But yet I think we can believe that something was imparted, that God's doing something. He's doing a work. You know, something is taking place in the spirit. As I've been studying in John, you know, Christ said, the spirit is like the wind that blows. We can't see it. We can't understand it. We can only feel its impact because it's powerful. But, you know, we're on the precipice of seeing some wonderful things in the earth, both of awesome judgment, but also of an awesome moving of the Spirit of God, of the wind blowing. But we're also going to need courage. Courage to do the will of God. Courage to continue. As Jesus said, those who endure to the end are the ones who are going to be saved. That's going to take great courage to endure to the end. And that, you know, the Lord made it clear to Joshua that if he would take courage and follow him, the Lord would be with him. I'll close with this verse, Joshua 1 verse 5. There shall not be any man to be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, I will be with thee, and I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. You know, as the Lord was with those who had gone before us, you know, Moses, he was with Moses, he was with Joshua, he was with Elijah, he was with David. The Lord will be with us. He won't fail us or forsake us. And so let's take courage to follow the Lord, to obey him unto the end, to enter into the land, to fight our battles and to overcome through his might and his strength. And Lord, we just thank you. Thank you that you're the source of all that we need. Lord, and you're the source of courage. Lord, we pray that you would, Lord, even impart this courage in our hearts in a new way. Lord, that we would be like Moses, like Joshua, like David, like those who have gone before us, who, Lord, they were courageous enough to follow the Lamb unto the end, to do your will, to, to please you. Lord, just put that courage within us, Lord, that that would be, Lord, our desire above all things, above everything else in life. Lord, that we would not fear man, we would not fear the enemy. Oh, but we would fear you and that we would take courage to hold on to you, we pray. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>